Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And we're off. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean. He's JJ. Hello. Week three edition 2020 season. The Patriots sustained their first loss of the season. We knew going into last week that this was going to be a tough matchup. It always is. These two teams refuse to play anything beyond a one-score game. Uh, so, like, what was your takeaway? What, what was the thing that stood out to you most? You know, uh, that Cam Newton can still throw the ball. Can he, he can ever? sling it. How about that, huh? Yeah, Cam's got an absolute cannon still. I mean, he always did, and he, he hasn't stepped into a throw in his life. Uh, yeah, I know. And, and, you know, the offensive line looked really good on passing situations. Running situations, not so much. Uh, passing situations, Cam had a lot of time, and when you give him a lot of time, and then he can move in the pocket, and he kind of ran if he needed to. But he was just cock that, cock that arm back and sling it. Yeah, and a couple big receptions to Julian. It's good. He spread it around too. It's not like it, it wasn't just Jules. Even though Jules had a career night, and we'll get into him uh, later, where he had <laughs> twice as many receiving yards as anybody else on the team, but he had fewer targets than Nikhil Harry. Dam- Demir Bird had a bunch of targets. Rex Burkhead out of the backfield. Uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much what stood out to me. I had a couple things. The the first one being Russell Wilson, top two player in the NFL hands down. Yeah, I think he's I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. Oh man, it's so hard to say Mahomes is. You know, based on this year alone, it's two Russell, games. I mean, it's I know it's two games. I was very unimpressed with the Chiefs on Sunday. Oh yeah, you should have been the whole rest of the Very unimpressed. So, you know, he's got a, he's got way more weapons than anyone else in the league right now. So, he's got no excuses. No excuse. Uh, no excuse. I was thinking Russell Wilson the, what I was going to give him is he's the hardest quarterback to defend, which probably means he's the best quarterback. What is that? Are we kidding? I know, right? But I don't, I don't even know what you do with him. I just, I don't know. Like, at least Mahomes, you pressure him, you got him. A little bit. Yeah. Wilson. Russell Wilson, he, he's like unsackable practically, unless you completely collapse the pocket. And if you pressure him, he throws one of those lollipop bombs outside the numbers and just drops it in a person's hip pocket. There's just nothing you can do against him. There was like someone in his face, hands up, running right at him. Split second before, you know, he threw the ball. They were in his face, and he just, yeah, a little pop-up. Not a pop-up, but, I mean, they're great passes. I don't know well, how he does it. The I, reason, I, I know I say pop-up, but I'm not, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. He throws it with such arc. It's like a great yeah. shooter that has great arc, and they, they maximize the window that they can drop it in. Literally. So the guy, if he has to slow down, it's they can see it early on and they just adjust you know it's not like you know it gives the receiver time which gives them a big advantage and it's I, you know and it's harder. i was surprised by a couple of those like holy and it's harder to reach for the defender that's why you see yeah. stefan gilmore not able to get there right uh but i mean there was good coverage in a couple of those a couple of those they were right there i mean the chris carson one that was a busted coverage a really great catch from a running back over the shoulder uh great stop by johnny jones on that that late third down I think it was a third and one. Tyler Lockett tries to run the wheel route, and uh, Johnny Jones just climbed up his back without entering away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was a hard-fought game both ways. Like you said, Cam Newton can still fire it, and he was thrown accurately, too. He, looked, he made some great pa- 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 I'm sorry, passes. Completed over two-thirds of his passes, uh, over 400 total yards in offense. 
you really can't ask for anything more. He did throw an interception, which was yep. that seems to to be the interception to throw this year. Is try to throw the out route, but leave it inside. We saw Tom. You know, Brady and and it around. I mean, Cam made a bad throw. Part of it was um, I thought the play calling it was clearly another pass to Demir Bird, and I feel you know Demir Bird's been playing well, played well in this game. Um, you know, nothing exceptional, but pretty good. And I feel like we ran that play two times right before that pick. Where it was just like, okay, a little out to Demir Bird, a little out to Demir Bird. And then the cornerback was like, is he serious? Is he really throwing this again? Like, why would, you know, that's one of the things you see Josh McDaniels try and get in these rhythms where he just feeds the same guy that's doing well. And the defense starts to pick up on it. And if you're going to so, run the same route each time, I mean, it has to be a combination. It's got to be like Edelman will do that two-way route break and he'll go inside right. one time and then outside the other time. But if you're just running comebacks and outs, they they have to respect the vertical. Yeah, exactly. So throw in the vertical and throw to it. Even if it's an incompletion. Yeah. They have to respect it. It's like, it's like uh, I keep doing basketball references, but it's like Giannis or Nikola Jokic, they have to shoot that three-pointer every once in a while yeah, just so they, they come the beyond the foul line to defend you. Right. Yeah, so um, I thought, you know, that was on coaching as much as it was Cam. I mean, Cam made the bad throw, but still, it was a weird spot to put them in. I mean, I knew it was a goddamn out route to fucking or comeback route to Demir Bird on that. I'm not even playing, so yeah, <laughs> you're on the field, you know. Um, and then we saw Nikhil Harry get, you know, make some tough catches. I know in the first half, uh, you know, yards after catch this year has been a little more tough for him to achieve than last year. It seems like, uh, you know, he gets tackled pretty easily. And I feel like this game was maybe more of a thing where he didn't want to fumble. I'll give him to because he had such a big fumble last week. It looked like he was really just trying to keep two hands on the ball. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a growing pain. So I'll give him I'll give him a pass this week. But then he made a couple of great catches over the middle, took big shots, held on to the ball. You know, that's pretty good. Not not incredible, but oh something he could build on. Eight receptions, seventy two yards, you know, it's a nine you know, nine catch, uh, nine yard per catch average, which is low, but it's something fine. to build upon. Something to build upon. Something to build upon in a big way. In the first half, he takes a huge hit. Ends up uh, was it Diggs? It was a, wh- whichever Seattle defender got disqualified because of the hit on Harry. Comes back yeah. in, stays in the game. Tough dude, and then comes all the way down to the end. He's the one that catches the ball to put him at the one yard line with three seconds yep. to go. Ugh! It just it sucks because I, I I you just gotta credit the Seahawks for making that stop, but. If you're at the one-yard line with three seconds to go, you want to run your best play with your best player. And that's a Cam Newton lead keeper. I know. And and we and I was all game. You were looking at it. You're like, this looks unstoppable. No one's going to be able to stop that on third and one. Well, it got stopped. Honestly, you know, you said good for the Seahawks. Yeah, good for the Seahawks. We should have had no business. No, not even close. We had no business being in that game, ready to win it on the one. It just, one. you know, what are my takeaways from this game? One of my biggest takeaways is Pete Carroll's head is still so far up his ass when the game is on the line. I mean, I think he's a great coach. He's obviously, arguably, you know, easily top five in the league coaching-wise right now. But it's like the end of the half, there's five seconds left. It's like second down Patriots ball. What does he do? He takes a timeout. He has one timeout to burn. He takes it. Mm-hmm. Why did he do that? Because he's trying to get in their head. You know why? Because he knows Belichick's still in his head from years ago that he's trying to get any edge. And then what does he do? It's third and one. You know, Chris Carson's averaging four yards a carry. 
Russell Wilson's averaging eight, almost eight yards a fucking carry. Carlos Hyde's averaging over four yards a carry. We haven't been able to stop the run all day, and it's third and one. You know, we just scored the great touchdown. We're coming back, but we need to stop them. Everyone knows this situation, and you're looking at it going, you see, they take a timeout, and you look at Pete Carroll on the sideline, and you're going, oh, my God, what is he thinking over there? Why is he overthinking this? This is a simple call. The whole world knows we can't stop a third and one if you run the ball up the middle, around the end, whatever you want. And he throws a fucking bomb. That's just a terrible, <laughs> you know, terribly executed play. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, my God. Here's Pete Carroll again. That's the Super Bowl loss is clearly in his head. Like, Overthinking it. Overthinking it. And that's what you could have accused the Patriots of if they decided to go four wide from the one-yard line. Be like, oh, we'll you know, spread the, them out the, so we can run it in the middle. I wouldn't have minded something like that. I mean, everyone knew it was coming, and you have a rookie backer, a rookie left, um, you know, rookie tackle all the way to the left, and you know the fullback has been getting good, but he's still a young player. It's like you put a, some big blocks on those dudes with that play, and they they just didn't do it. And that's why Cam was, you know. But earlier in the game, they had done that play, Cam scores. Yeah. They do yeah, that play again, Cam scores. They do it, I guess, the time in, in between those in the middle, they did the play action and threw it to the fullback for a touchdown. It's like yeah. they were cashing in on that throughout. They tried it for the two-point conversion, didn't work. So I guess they were one of, or they got stopped one, one time out of four. That two-point conversion yeah. hurt. If they had just converted that, you're, you're kicking a field goal to send it to overtime. Actually, I bet if they got to that situation and it was... You would have gone for it. would have gone for it for the win. On the goal line, yeah. Bill would have gone for it. I mean, yeah, it's a loss. Uh, it sucks, but I you know, I knew we were going to lose a game or two in the first couple of games. I mean, there's yeah. no surprise there. I mean, I was kind of anticipating this. It just shows you, and I think, you know, I've heard this said a couple of times, that, you know, the Patriots aren't going anywhere. This is going to be, a, if you know, obviously managing health and everything like that. This is going to be a team to reckon with. I mean, they just went to Seattle and were down 11 points with four minutes left and got down to a point where they could win the game on the one. Yeah, yeah. They got some fight. It's so funny to hear people's takes on the NFL after two weeks. When oh, they, it's ridiculous. After a weekend like this where the Bills squeak out a win over the Dolphins, where people are like, well, the Bills are 2-0. Two and, two and oh. Patriots are 1-1. One one. Bills are going to win the division. It's like are people really saying that? I've, I've, I keep hearing it on, well, I mean, everybody picked them preseason, so it's not really a change, but it's true. It's, it's somehow like the Bills squeaking out a win over the Dolphin is a better sign than the Patriots losing by a yard in Seattle. Yeah. But then yeah. on the flip side, people are like, oh, Seattle beat the Patriots. They're the best team in NFL now. It's like, right. mm, wait till Monday night when you've seen Ravens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, also, I, I, I think in the NFL, though, the people that have been wanting the Patriots dynasty, all these so called rivals we have, that are, they're like, shit. They're like, they, they're Cam Newton, you know, and it just makes, you know, Cam Newton, I've read all these things about, like, when he got on the flight to go to Seattle, he spent the whole six hours looking at his playbook. I've heard him in an interview going, they're going, what do you think about your contract situation? He's like, honestly, at this point, money is not a, really in my mind. You look it up, the guy's made like 110, 120 million over his career, and he's, he's saying that, like, I want to win. I'm at a place where I can win. Like, this is... And to see him be able to throw and run like he has been, it's like, oh, my God, the NFL has maybe created a little bit of a monster here. 
Yeah, not, right. Nobody signing this fucking guy. Andy Dalton getting more money going earlier than him to be a backup. I feel like might have hit him pretty hard. And he's like, fuck this. How about Kyle Allen getting traded? Yeah. Kyle Allen, his backup replacement, got traded. No one traded for Cam Newton. Even no the one team traded he's with him. right now. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's motivated. We knew he was motivated. Now that you can see, I mean, 30 for 44 for four, 397 yards. Pretty damn good. His yeah. completion percentage has been really well. Yeah. He's uh, so, physically, he looks great. Mentally, uh, like teammate-wise, everything is all put. Uh, I think there's there's got to be an extension coming down the line pretty soon. Maybe. I think they're going to wait a little bit. We'll see. Maybe like weeks. But, I mean, you can't let them walk out the door. How many how many teams in the NFL are absolutely be kicking lining themselves? Up. Well, they're just kicking themselves right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like the Bears are sitting there 2-0, and oh, and they're like, I was shit, just if only we had Cam Newton, we could actually be good. Right, literally. Uh, I think also a big thing in this game, too, was James White's parents got in a really bad accident before this game. The father, yeah. fortunately, sadly passed away. Um, absolutely terrible news. So he, I think that's a big blow right before the game. You lose him, he easily could have been the difference in this game. Well, you, you lose him in that way, and it's just... Uh, just devastated. Yeah, it's like you really everyone. want to play football after that. And all those stories that everyone's telling about how much he means to them and how much they love James White. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just crushing, devastating news. And uh, our hearts go yeah, his family. Absolutely. Um, but now the so the Patriots. What do you think about the defense giving up five touchdowns? I mean that that offense is dynamite, and if if you're not going to stop the run against them, and Russell Wilson's going to be able to drop. Look, the, the difference in the game was Russ Wilson was able to connect on like four deep passes. Deep passes. Three of them went for touchdowns. Uh, that David Moore catch at the front left of the end zone was yeah. where he kicked the pylon, swung his leg all the way through, leaving his foot up and toe tapped. Holy cow. But it starts. I don't think Russell he was in bounds still, but that's in. just mean. That's just mean. <laughs> he was in. Yeah, and that was crazy. And that then the, the Metcalf one where you get it to Metcalf over the shoulder and he's able to pull out of the tackle from Gilmore, which when you really fault him, he's given up 40 pounds made out of titanium. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they put him on Metcalf. Because he's their like, best receiver. Yeah, but why don't you double Metcalf and just put him on Gilmore on Lockett so Lockett disappears instead of having seven catches for 67 yards and you just do a blanket on Metcalf because he's a freak. Yeah. And, you know, this is a situation where if these two teams met again, they won't unless it's the Super Bowl this season. But you're going to see that. You're I'd hope so. You're going to see exactly that. I don't know why they didn't switch to that. I mean, four receptions isn't, you know, crazy. Their 92 yards is pretty insane. But, yeah, that was you know, a four receptions, it's like, yeah, Gilmore, they were getting into it. And then there was that where Gilmore and him were fighting on the sideline, and it was horrible, and there was no flags. Did you yeah, notice that? Right. There was no flag. <laughs> Referees like, are okay. eating their flags this season. That's another thing in this game. Patriots, two penalties. Yeah. Two penalties. Seattle got flagged a number of times. But the penalties are overall way down in the NFL this year. Way down. I just heard a stat. This might blow your mind. Two weeks into the season, 18 teams have not been called for holding. Any holding. Any holding. 18 teams. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Bonkers. Especially, they knew that. They were like, just let them play. Because it, if we call penalties, it's going to be a shit show out there. Um, I think that defense, we need, you know, Adrian Phillips, I think, got abused. We liked him in that position last week where he played middle linebacker. I, you know, when a team runs, is committed to the run, that just isn't going to work. 
He was getting manhandled by the blockers up front. The, the freaking Chris Carson's much bigger than him. It's like, you know, they need to hear another guy in the middle. I know Afrini Jennings plays goal line, um, uh, like an outside backer. They need somebody else in there. I mean, maybe even a trade for somebody or something because Juwan Bentley is not going to be able to do that all year, and he looks a little slow sometimes. Um, so, yeah, they need some help up there. I mean, people have said D-tackle. I'm not as worried about D-tackle uh, because Bo Allen hopefully will come back, and I think they've got enough size up front. It's really just the linebackers can't. Nobody can take up a, take on a block at linebacker. Yeah, we all knew when you lose your top three guys that that, that was going to the next. You know, Jawan Bentley, we, we like him, but they're asking him to, to be a star effectively, and then almost nobody next to him. And so that, yeah. that Adrian Phillips matchup is going to work for some team. And right, some it worked against the Dolphins. Yeah. It worked well against the Dolphins. The Dolphins came out. They weren't committed to the run. They were throwing the ball. Yeah. Great. Like sneak peek for next week. It's not going to work against the Raiders with those monsters up front and Josh Jacobs. Right. They need a difference. Exactly. All right. Let's let's talk about a couple of the other games. Not too many uh, last week, although it was it was a fun weekend of football. I mean, the Cowboys with that crazy comeback against the Falcons who just cannot finish a game. You know, Dan Quinn should get fired. They have a good team. He's been scoring. fired for years. 39 points, and you're up by I don't know how many points in the fourth, and they lose. It's like, dude. That can't happen. Can't happen. Can't happen. Uh, we mentioned the Bills. Uh, Eakin won out against Miami. Josh Allen. He's been playing well. He's been playing well. No, he throws for no interceptions. Yards. Yeah. Uh, if he can throw the ball accurately like he did in this game, that's, I mean, that's a great team. It's a great team yeah. everywhere around him. It's just, yeah. And he I was the one that everyone it. was worried about. Just still He's got to start throwing picks. I mean, I didn't think he could not throw picks. He has he sails the ball, ball over people's heads. I don't know how he's playing this ball. Well, wait until they play the Patriots and Bill figure out how to make two picks and fumble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which was, oh, the Kansas City Chargers game. This is the one I wanted to talk about. So Kansas City just, they have trouble with the Chargers. They just always have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man, Justin Herbert. Gets the start because Tyrod Taylor gets he gets there's like a spy working for the team doctors with the Chargers. Uh, and they, I mean that's scary. What the fuck happened to him? Is I mean imagine being on that team. I'd be like, get that man away from me. Oh yeah, that's got to be fireable, right? Yeah, for Can't anyone who doesn't know, what we're organs. exactly. He punctured the doctor trying to give him a pain shot between his ribs, which just off the bat sounds like fucking weird. It's like you give. Pain shots directly to the area? You, think you could do a cortisone shot. It goes directly to the area? Yeah. All, every time? Yeah, that's how cortisone And what the hell size needle is he using that he punctured the lung? I don't know. I don't know. Here man. you go. Crazy. So, yeah, that was fucked. But somehow the Chargers should have won. They should have won. They should have won a couple times. Uh, Justin Herbert played really well. And the Chiefs just looked, ugh. Not so hot. Not so hot. I mean, when Justin Herbert, a rookie with... Not a ton of weapons is out throwing Pat Mahomes in yardage, and Pat Mahomes has the best offense out there right now. Yeah, that's an issue. I think they'll. I mean, you never know with with these teams, especially early in the season, if they're looking forward. But Kansas City has a monster matchup with the Ravens next weekend, which we'll talk about. They got a hard schedule. On. Kansas City has a hard schedule, and so do we. And so do we. Yeah, we definitely yeah. do. Hey, did you see the? I mean, just the Texans start to their season. It goes yeah, pretty bad. Kansas City. And then, uh, who do they have last weekend? They had Baltimore last weekend. Baltimore, Kansas City, yeah. Baltimore, and then Pittsburgh coming up this week. It's Houston, the three hard teams. The league office hates the 
that's yeah, what that schedule. Literally. Uh, we saw Tom Brady get an, a win. Yep. It's nice. Expected, but good for him regardless. Yep. Happy to see that. And then conversely, in the NFC South, the, the other matchup of the geriatric quarterbacks, Drew Brees goes down and looks bad against the he Raiders. He looks bad, dude. Bad. Bad. He, he just can't, he can't push the ball at all. I mean, it's... Yeah, throw it. It's getting close. It's not, it is definitely, I don't want to say it's not the end of Peyton Manning's career. It's not that bad where Peyton could throw it like eight yards in any direction. Um, yep. But there's just nothing beyond the first down mark. I mean, it's it's all underneath. It's all, and the Raiders yeah. caught on. They just started crowding it. Yeah, and he couldn't do anything. I mean, he really, you're right, he really can't go down the field. I mean, Emmanuel, Michael Thomas is out, was out this week. He's probably going to be out again. And he didn't even see the ball that much in week one. I mean, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if Drew still got it, man. I mean, people are down there already saying, hey, what's going on? And he's getting pissed. He should be pissed. He should play better. But they have the most expensive backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Jameis is making like five or six. Taysom Hill's making 11. Yeah. It's like, that. I mean, you, you just might feel that over your shoulder. even. If Taysom might have got hurt last week, though. He, didn't, he, he was a little shaken up. That's the other story. Holy cow, the end. Yeah, right. Everybody. Uh, we were expecting it to be bad, but there were just ACLs coming undone left and right. Both, like most of the 49ers team is like out with an ACL. Yeah. It's like pretty bad. Uh, they were pretty much bitching about the Jets field. I don't know if that became a thing, but I think that's pretty hilarious. But the funniest part of that story is so they lost all those guys. They lost like eight or nine guys like – it's like seven starters and a backup or something, or six stars, whatever the ridiculous number is. Now they have to, and they were bitching about the field, and now this week they have to go play the Giants on that same field. Yeah. <laughs> so whether it's true or not, it's in their head, and they're like, fuck. You'd be terrified. Oh, I'd be terrified. I wouldn't want to play. I, personally, I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, You yeah. guys go out, and that's why they're not. Jimmy G might not play this week solely because like, he's – He's ailing, but he can play. They don't want him to get more hurt. Yeah, he's still questionable with that high ink, uh, which would be a really quick comeback. But, I mean, I don't blame him. And, you know, this is making me think the Giants might have a shot in this game. If the Niners are going to go out there all tentative and be scared to to make hard cuts. But, I mean, on the other hand, the Giants, Saquon Barkley just tore his ACL. He's their best player. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. Christian McCaffrey's out, you know, four weeks. That's not that bad. Um Nick Bosa went down for the Niners. We already mentioned Jimmy G. George Kittle is hurt. Drew Locke. Cortland Sutton over there in Denver is out for the season. Raheem Mostert's out. Uh, I mean, and we're just saying one's off the top of our memory. I mean, I'm not looking at a list or anything here. It was constant. It it was a lot of people. Um, Malik Hooker from the Colts. Tears and Achilles. It's just, and a lot, they were like devastating injuries. Like practically. They're devastating. So many of them were. Knees, man. Everyone's knees are coming undone. One week of just crazy impact and then not only a week of rest. It's like, that's, that's what, you know, you're talking about with training camp and Bill Belichick wants people hitting and, you know, doing these types of things. There's a reason for that. I mean, anyone that's an athlete knows your body is only going to be, can, you know, needs recovery time if they're not conditioned to do this stuff in a week if you're 30 years old i can tell you myself a week is not enough if you're getting smashed to pieces you need more than a week if you're not doing that on a consistent basis yeah 
little insight into the way James's body's feeling as he enters yeah. his thirtieth year. Yeah, my nice old back injury. Yep, yep. <laughs> Classic. Well, uh, the one thing to think about going into next week, the the Raiders played on Monday night, so they're looking at a short week. Yep, yep. Yes, they are. And uh, and Gruden, I love Gruden. I, lo- oh I love God. the Raiders. The Raiders are one of my other teams I'm following this year because I just love watching Gruden. He's hilarious. And then at his press conference, they're like, what do you think of Cam Newton? He's like, damn, man. He just does like, he literally is just, it's must watch TV or like you have to listen to it, the sound. He's like, I call him slam. <laughs> when I was in my broadcasting days, we got to hang out together. Like, have you seen how big he is? He's Slam Newton. He's not Cam Newton. He's still throwing it and running it. We didn't know if he... It's so funny. So he loves Cam Newton. Uh, he's definitely afraid of Cam Newton. Um, I'm really happy they beat uh, the Saints. And, they, you know, chose, they've got some kind of team this year. Yeah. I don't really know what, but they've got some players. Well, they have, they have a John Gruden team. Which he's always got his classic... Uh, he's so West Coast. His offense yeah. is just so West Coast. I want big linemen. I want a power running game, and I want to throw a three step three step drop football. And that's that's what they do. That's it manages inside what Derek Carr can do because when the play breaks down, he doesn't have that much. Right. Uh, but they bring that big ass offensive line. Colton Miller, six eight at left tackle, incognito. Rodney Hudson, Gabe. So Jackson. incognito is uh, out for the year. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. Trent Brown is out. Has been up in practice. He yeah. He was ruled out for this game. Uh, so they're down two offensive linemen. Still have a couple there, but but that definitely takes them back a step. And then Darren Waller at tight end is rapidly becoming a top three tight end in the NFL, depending on how you look at Zach Ertz. Yep. And and then Josh Jacobs makes the whole thing run. No pun intended. I mean he's he's the best player on that offense. Yeah, oh, he's unbelievable. And he's so easy. Uh, plays with power, catches the ball out of the backfield reasonably well, but but mostly what he does is carry it between the tackle and run through. Yeah. And then on the outside, uh, also has been ruled out is Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. So they missed that speed element. He would only be third game in the NFL, but they Hunter Renfro. Much. Yeah, Hunter Renfro is, is their slot receiver Colby. Zay Jones actually played pretty well last week. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, and they got the rookie Brian Edwards. I mean, nothing, nothing scary outside. Yeah, but it's after what the Seahawks did in the power run game to us last week. That's got to be the primary. They're gonna yep. roll into. Well, let's just do whatever we can to slow this down and make them throw it outside. Yeah, and see if we can do it because it's a tall task if we can't. I mean, the two not having the two starters on the line for them is gonna help the Patriots. But they didn't have Trent Brown last know. week. And they put up 34 points against the Saints. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not like they're bad. I would not expect the Raiders to score less than 20. No, they're, they're a good team. I mean, this kind of scares me. The short week, traveling, all that stuff, there's a lot of stuff pointing to help the Patriots. But this is going to be a tough game. I mean, I think they can really play. Definitely. And then d- defensively, um, what, they, de- what they roll out there is they, they've invested a lot in the defensive front. I'm not going to yeah. say any of those guys, even Clellan Farrell, that was a top five pick, or Max Crosby was their best rookie last year. Mo Hurst, Arden Key, Carl Nassim. They got some guy. They'd have more depth, uh, but they can roll out a good amount of talent. And they picked up Corey Littleton this offseason, who you guys probably remember from the Rams and Super Bowl. He's just a really fast linebacker who covers a ton of really covers up a lot of the mistakes that can open up in the front. Mm-hmm. They're not. I don't. I mean, I'm not scared of this defense, but it's it's not as no. bad as it has been the last two. Just been embarrassing. Yeah, I think that dude Abram at safety 
is probably their best player in terms of just uh, the guy fucking hits. He hits. He's an impact player. He's an impact player. I mean, I think our offense should be able to, like you said, I mean, they're not to, they're not really that scary. I feel like you can pass on them. You could run on them. They're going to slow you down and basically just try and outrun you, essentially. Yeah. You know? But, but they're not they're not going to make any huge I don't know. They're not, the, they're not they're not a great defense. Yeah. One of the the great things is just that like I said John Gruden's been running this offense for decades. Bill Belichick has been coaching defenses for decades. I feel yeah. like he's just got a game plan. He's like this is what what works against the West Coast defense. I, I just think the coaching edge has to go to the it's a a short week like we said for the Raiders. They're coming cross country. It's just got to lean in the in the Pats um, I guess the Patriots are coming from cross country. Just feel like the the coaching advantage is going to be a significant yeah in this game, and I think it's probably worth about five points. I don't know what the line is. Have you checked the line? I think it's six or seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, that fits. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I feel like Cam will be able to throw on this this defense. I mean, hopefully we'll get. It's our running game that worries me because you you can run on these guys, but I feel like you know you need a, a balanced offense is a better attack against them. I mean, they do have some players on the outside that can get to. I mean, if you're passing constantly, they're just going to start sending pressures and stuff like that, which they can do with their safeties and some of their linebackers too. So the balanced aspect is the most important for us. And right now, Rex Burkhead is going in as our leading running back. We still have Sony too, who has done effectively nothing. This nothing. Week, which is stunning. I mean, he got like 14 carries last week or 12 carries and really didn't do it. I think he had one run that went to six yards, but most of them were just two, three, four, if he's lucky. Then he got a six yarder and it's, he's got to come along and really quick. And then David Andrews is out for this week because he broke his um, thumb on his snapping hand, right? which sucks. Um, and James White is obviously still out because of his personal issues. And so David Andrews, you know, Getting the run game is going to be tough. We got to get that going. And if I were going to give David Andrews any advice, I'd be practicing snapping with my left hand. Get back out there. Week. Get the fuck back out there next week because it's not that hard to snap with <laughs> the left or right hand coming from the center. There you go. Shotgun might be a little more difficult. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah. Figure it out, lefty. <laughs> but then he's got to go out there with a club on his right hand. Uh, I don't think they care. There was a lot of guys play with a club. Yeah, straighten the ball out, twist it all with his left hand. It, Just make it, a big club. It'd be yeah. something. Yeah, you make a really good point where the the Raiders are a ball control offense with that running game. They they held the ball for 36 minutes last week against the Saints, and that's just going to exhaust a defense. So we need to play some ball control on offense, keeping it on the ground, converting third downs, getting in third and manageable. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a challenge. they got to figure it out at some point this season, and you just don't want to rely on running cam. No, we can't do that. I mean, and everyone wondering when Damian Harris gets back. It's three weeks on the IR, so I thought that meant he could come back this week. Maybe, but no, it's actually he comes back next week. And that is if he is healthy, obviously, to come back. Get healthy. We need some new blood back there. We need him desperately a running back. I feel like he's the missing piece right now. If you get him and James White together with Cam, yeah, be pretty nice. So uh, for picking this game, I'm, I think that both teams will be able to, to move the ball and put it in the end zone. I'm going to go with 27-4, I think. Wow, all right. Patriots, all right. obviious. I'm going to go 31-21, Patriots. I'm there you go. Good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you one quick question before uh, we wrap it up here and go to the games. Um, do you see any Patriots trades coming down the line? There definitely any kind of personnel be. moves? 
something like not you know the Patriots trade not like oh my god we're bringing in the superstar but like oh we got this guy who's like a 50 man route you know 53 man roster spot somewhere oh I see like any specific people any specific people or any specific position I mean, the, my dream, and I think I brought this up before, was Jared Davis, the middle linebacker for Detroit. I just feel like any, any team that is disappointing uh, mm-hmm. and has a, a relationship in the front office with the Pats, they could unload a veteran that they're like, this guy's fallen out of favor here. You know, it was the old Hassan Reddick rumors that were coming out of Arizona because after the, oh, right. the Pats yeah. in Arizona had done the Chandler Jones trade, it was like, ooh, these, these two are getting along. You could see them making further deals in the future. Uh, I just think middle linebacker is going to be the place that they want people because right. they, they have the secondary, they have the edge players. You can make it work at defensive tackle, mm-hmm. but you need some brains in the middle to be able to hold up. And they, they just, it's such a lack of depth there and there's no options. There's no backup. There's no other solutions that they can make there. So that, yeah. that seems like the prime one. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I completely agree. I would wonder if something's coming at tight end or... Um... Receiver as well. I mean, linebacker is definitely the, the catch. Um, you know, I, I heard, I think it was on, I was listening to Felger and Maz the other day, and, and Maz had actually a really good point where he said, you know, you found out that you got a team that can actually, like, this team can do something. They could go far. They could, you know, could this clearly based on the last two weeks, playoff potential, whatever, what have you. Like, don't be afraid to invest in the team. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, oh, this is a building year which we all thought, you know, maybe you don't want to move too many chips around because you want the draft picks or, you you know, you want to keep the money for next year because it's not a big deal. But it's like, oh, no, you do have a team. You know, if you go get one or two more pieces somewhere that you don't have, might go a long way in the end. And they have the cap space. That's the and other wrinkle. Plenty of cap space. They got cap space and every other team is looking at next year going, holy shit, the cap's going to go down and we're already over the cap if it stayed the yeah. same. So you might have... Yeah, some opportunities there to pick up, uh, pick up high cost veterans that you can fit under the cap, especially if it's a one year deal and you can save ten million dollars the last three quarters of off a player, and they get to roll that into next year's cap. Mm-hmm. David and Joku would have been a prime candidate, the tight end in Cleveland after they signed Austin Hooper. He's already landed on IR. David and Joku's yeah. on IR. I don't know if he'd be available. I don't know if we're trading. Yeah, I was. I said tight end, but. Um... I also meant to say that after this week of all the tight ends that went down the past two weeks, it's like, uh, I don't know if we're going to get a tight end anymore. I'd love to see him throw to our CSC, get one of those rookies involved in the passing game. Yeah. Like, just, why the fuck not? It's just Ryan Izzo out there. They're just Ryan, yeah, it's like, Ryan Izzo. They have a CSC blocking, which is great. It's like, okay, they want to get him blocking. That's fantastic. Why not just give him like a little seam pass or something? Let him get his well. Do the same thing you did with the Keel Harry. Give him easy catches. Let him get his feet wet and run with the ball a little bit. Yeah, build some fucking confidence for Christ's sake. Yeah, that would be the way to go. Uh, trade deadline this year is pushed back, so it's they have several weeks more. It was already at like week or seven. Yeah. So there, okay. there's going to be time to make those deals, and there's going to be time for some of these teams to really tank and start shipping <laughs> out assets. Yeah, literally. <clears throat> Now, looking nope. forward to this weekend. There's a couple good games this weekend, and uh, I think we'll probably finish up with a Monday night matchup, that Lamar and Patrick Mahomes uh, mm-hmm. collision. But first, Buffalo. Big test. The Rams rolling into Buffalo. This would yep. be a really hard game for the Rams if it happened December. Super lucky. It's September. They're miraculously yeah. healthy still. The Bills have to 
this is a really big game for them. It's like this, yep, Bills, this is their first test. They're getting favored. They're starting to get favored now a lot. You know, um, it is. It's a, you know, it's a solid, well coached team. Just gonna see what if they've got anything. They just barely squeaked it out versus Miami. Uh, and the Rams you are know, looking good. Can Josh Allen keep it rolling? I say no. Just keep throwing at Jalen Ramsey. Just keep um, that. Yeah, exactly. We already went over Vegas at New England is, I think, one of the best matchups. Or one of the best games to watch anyways. That's uh, just because you love both teams. I know. It's awesome. It's yeah. going to be fun. I see Gruden all game all on the sideline. Like, yes! He already... And then Belichick looking at him. Belichick looked pretty rough this week. I'm sure he's going to be getting into it. Oh, yeah. He hasn't slept all week. He's just been eating no. cheese. Um, you got the Houston, like you said, at Pittsburgh. It's a tough one for them. They could just be staring down 0-3. I don't, I don't. Yeah, they could. Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh could lose, cough it up, but Pittsburgh looks pretty good this year. They look pretty solid. And uh, Will Fuller pulled his hamstring for the umpteenth time last week. Okay. It's like stretch, freaking stretch. You see, uh, you see uh, Chase Claypool, who I said was going to be a player. Yeah, yeah. One reception for 84-yard touchdown. It's like, well. There you go. Pretty good average. Um, pretty good, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. You know, the New York at Indianapolis Coke. I know the Jets versus the Colts. I know it looks awful, but it's just like, like how bad can the Jets be? It looks awful because they're it petitioning. Is awful. They're petitioning to get Adam Gase out of there. Fans are showing up at the stadium to petition to get him out. That's so funny. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, they should. They thought, here, here. The Jets fans thought they actually had a year and the Patriots were finally going to give it up and they're just probably like, oh my God. You just got awesome. nothing. That team is horrendous. And the Colts suck too, so yeah. The maybe Col- they get a win. The Colts ran away Colts with are, one last weekend. They're plus 11. Plus 11? Well, they, the they, Colts. they beat the Vikings by like 17. The Vikings are a dumpster fire. Yeah, the Vikings really don't look. Uh, no. Tampa is going to Denver and this would be a really solid matchup if Dr- Jeff Driscoll is starting for the Broncos. You know. At right? quarterback. No, Blake Bortles is. Really? They upgraded to Blake Bortles. They signed Bortles. Blake. And is he going to play? Him. Wow. Uh, last I heard he was. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to definitely happen, but. That's got to be, that's got to be a real heartbreaker for Jeff Driscoll to be like, I'm the backup quarterback here. I know what the offense does. And then two days before the game, they sign a failed quarterback and he's already better than you. Yeah, because he, um, he played last week. Yeah. And we're like. No. It's like, no, that's not going to happen. You have a lot more time left before yeah. this is going to happen. Tommy uh, has trouble in, in Denver sometimes. but He the, always does. That team is just, it's ravaged by injury. So they should win. And then Dallas, Dallas at, at Seattle. Seattle. Ooh, yeah. That's a good-looking game. It's a good one. Dallas, lucky to get a win last week. I don't think they could do it this week. They haven't looked great for four quarters. And Seattle just doesn't stop bringing it. They so, don't. They don't. Know. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Dak threw for like 450 last week. Uh, they're, they're going to be moving the ball up and down the field. I expect Seattle. By- yeah. Um, Green Bay going to New Orleans. Huge game. I think Green Bay slaps him in the face. Green Bay's looked really good so far this season. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's at peak right now and doesn't. Yeah. That might be the difference. I don't know if Michael Thomas is playing. No, he's not. Man, my fantasy team is devastated. Yeah, he's on your fantasy game. Yeah, and so is Cortland Sutton, my two oh. receivers. Yeah. Oh God, Granny. Bad, bad news. Bad I news. didn't know you did. Who are you doing fantasy with? Just randomly, just randomly did it. Why not? You've always been against it. Yeah, I'm still against it, so that's why I don't look at it. Oh, there you go. But I do. Uh, on my- well, there you go. And last but not least, Kansas City at Baltimore. Um, yeah, that's just going to be a great game. I don't know 
I don't care who wins. I just hope they beat the crap out of each other. And someone is emotionally devastated after. <laughs> someone is in, is in one of the as franchises. One of the teams, whether it be the Chiefs or the Baltimore Ravens, one of them is emotionally devastated and loses another game or two just because of this loss. It's really fascinating because the last time these two teams played, it was like, I think it was October of last year. It was really early last year. It was early. like, yeah, within the first couple of weeks. And it was one of those times where it's like, this Lamar Jackson's playing really well. Like, he wasn't already... He the, was not the MVP he yet. He wasn't the MVP yet. So it was like, oh, he played really well. He almost won in Kansas City. Mahomes really had to pull that out. And so now this is going to be the first time where it's like the two big dogs, fully established, two best young quarterbacks in the NFL. What's going to happen here? This is the new Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Exactly. That's exactly what this is. So, And this is the first real time, like you're saying, that they have the status of the, you know. The big dogs. The, the big dogs, where it's like, wow, they are the two best at the position and they're facing each other. Yeah, I'm just so psyched to see it. It's happening in Baltimore. Uh, not that that really affects much, given that the weather between two cities is fairly similar, both outdoor teams. I just feel like the play style of the Ravens matches up with Kansas City way better than the reverse. Where yeah. Baltimore, Kansas City, we, we've seen them lose to Indianapolis last year. They lost to Tennessee. Uh, they lose to these ball-controlled teams. Ball, nobody controls the ball better than the Ravens. Yeah, and yeah, couldn't and, agree more. And then Baltimore's... Uh, defensive identities in the secondary. And that's that's mm-hmm. what you need against the They're really big up front, though. They are big up. Well, they just picked up Calais Campbell. They got Calais Campbell. They got that huge dude in the middle. I don't remember his name. Um, Brandon Williams? Brandon Williams. He's a big, big old boy. Yeah, it's a big dude. Uh, but they run three deep at, at cornerback. And they also picked up Derek Wolf. They have Matthew Judon from last year, who's pretty good. So they got a big, beefy middle line. And then Patrick Queen's been playing well. So, they, you know, their front is not amazing, but they got some players up there. Yeah, so it's – I mean, you're making my point. They, they have a good defense. Yeah, I am making your point. Yeah, and uh, Kansas City can't always say the same. The best thing Kansas City can do is get after the quarterback. And, you know, it's hard to rush the passer when you're, you're facing the run 60% of the time. And you're trying to tackle Lamar Jackson. So I think the matchup favors the Ravens. I, I would imagine the spread does as well, but I would take the Ravens by about. Yeah, I think the Ravens are favored by. Uh, let's see. Let's let's take a look. Yeah, why don't we take a peek? Mahomes is coming off a rough game last week against the Chargers. You just gotta feel like he's gonna have a big bounce back. Ah, I don't know. I'm just psyched. I'm psyched. The game is on Monday night, so I don't have to think. I you, know. you get to watch football all day Sunday. And be like, oh yeah, I got the cherry on top tomorrow. The best game of Ravens, the game. Ravens are minus three, so they're favored by a field goal. Mm. That line might be different depending on where you're looking, but that's what I just found. Wow. Okay. Well, a lot to look forward to here in week three. The last games inside of September. Uh, we were hoping the Patriots would go at least two and two over the first four weeks. Right now they are halfway there on both measures. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to seeing them playing our favorite coach on the opposite sideline. And uh, it's just going to be a great time. I love the Raiders. I love them. I love them. I love them. I know. It's great. And so, yeah. We know how much you like them. Of course. As I say it every We're not playing them. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we will talk to you next time. Adios.